What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LSD Experience. I am D. Anthony. That is Lucas right there, and that is Diani right there. How have you guys been? I've been great with all of yourself. I've been great, dude. How have you been, Diani? I've been good. Good, good, good. Um, okay, so you know it's a little bit of a tradition now. Lucas, have you learned anything new this week? Did you know the national animal of Scotland is the unicorn? Hmm. How do they have a national animal that's not even real? I mean, I don't know, but they're not the first one. I, I think Wales has like a dragon or something on it, too. Imagine your national animal. Forget a bald eagle. A dragon? A unicorn? That'd be amazing. They don't exist, though. Yeah, but they'd still beat the snot out of a bald eagle. No, they won't that's, because they're not real. Hey, but if they were, though. But they're not. But if they were, though. But they're not. Agree to disagree. I nah, guess. Europe's uh, tripping because they they're not real. So that's weird. Okay. Anyways, uh, so first off, before we jump into anything, I gotta ask everybody who's watching to go ahead and hit that sub button. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify or Apple Music or any other DSPs, go ahead and follow us on there and hit the like button. It helps us out tremendously. About eighty percent of the people who watch on YouTube are not subscribed, which I don't understand, but if you go ahead and smash that sub button, that would mean so much to us. Uh, but now that we got all of that out of the way, I thought this week we would talk about some of the most terrifying cases that did not get enough media attention. How do you feel about that? Sounds like it sounds like it could be pretty interesting, man. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad you're excited. Okay, yeah. so the first one that I wanted to talk about was this case of a lady that went missing called Lauren DeMolo. So the case of Lauren DeMolo is one of the most mind-bending cases I have ever seen. So Lauren DeMolo was a 29-year-old woman from Cape Coral, Florida, who just randomly disappeared one day. She legit just vanished without a trace, without any warning. No one had any idea like where she could have gone because everything seemed fine. It later came out that she did struggle with mental health issues. But not to the point where anyone thought anything would happen to her. Yeah, like she just disappeared. Yeah. Like that. And so there's so many like untied, like loose ends in this case that a lot make of no have sense. Like come out. Absolutely. So a lot of people look at her boyfriend and point the finger at him because what happened was so on the morning of June 19th, 2020, Lauren DeMolo's boyfriend had woken up. And went to work. He kissed her goodbye at six in the morning, went about his normal day. So her normal day consisted of her waking up and walking down to the park by her house. And she would meditate for a little bit. And then she'd come home and get her day started, right? Well, her boyfriend came home that night at 10 p.m. from work, which sounds ridiculous to me to go to work at 6 a.m., come home at 10 p.m. That's crazy. That's a lot of time to do some. 16 hours right there. That's a lot of time to do some shady stuff, if you ask me. But. He says he go. He kissed her goodbye at 6 a.m., went to work. He came home at 10 p.m., and she was gone. And then he says an hour after he got home and couldn't find her, he called her dad and told him, yo, I don't know what happened to her, right? Yeah. So there have been witnesses who said that they saw her walking away from her apartment during that day. Mm. Um, Like to her yoga session or like... Well, walking toward it, yeah. Okay. Um, And, but... She seemed to be kind of in a daze or kind of acting weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she just kept going. The boyfriend called the dad and Mm -hmm. told him, um, yeah, she's missing. If I don't find her, I'm going to call the 
cops and I'll file a missing persons report, right? Yeah. So the dad was like, okay, it's fine. Like, she'll most likely turn up. We've done a million of these cases. We, You know that nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. they'll go missing for a couple of hours. They were never really missing in the first place. They'll show up and nothing ever really comes of it. So yeah. that's what they were banking on because that's what happens probably 90% of the time. Yeah. Um. So two days later, though, on Father's Day, um, Lauren's dad realized that he never got a call from his daughter which and they were really close so he thought that was weird right so he called the police department to find out that the boyfriend never filed a missing persons report two days after she's been missing she's been missing for two days Mm. so then he got really sketched out right so Mm. obviously like why would you not file a missing persons report for your girlfriend who's been missing for For two days days, yeah. yeah and you're not calling anybody you're not panicked like nothing is seems off to you so, um, like I said, there was a sighting of her. She was actually spotted leaving the uh, park, going back toward her apartment. But they ended up finding her uh, purse and shoes in the park. And then it came out that she was released from a mental health uh, facility the day before she went missing. Really? Yes. So, it's just so many, like, things that don't make like you could grab any one of these leads and and, and come up with it. with it exactly come up with an entire story of what happened to this lady mm-hmm. but there's no way that every single one of them are right mm. and the the police department down there says they have no idea what happened but Bro, then you why know, it could be like little pieces of every story like little here and there like you never no one's ever really going to know the truth yeah no one knows and and it's just crazy to me that they have they claim to have nothing and it's been almost three years now over three years now why have you not gone to the media why is there not more media attention about this case because it's it's very to me it seems very unlikely that she just decided to go off the grid right like it's very unlikely to me that she just ran away she was a mom she had a great relationship with her family like doesn't that 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 doesn't add up it seems like there was some sort of foul play and it almost seems to me like the cops are trying to cover it up for some reason. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. I think that her boyfriend knows a lot more than he is leading on because his actions during this whole thing don't make sense. And I believe I don't I mean, I can't say this for sure, so don't quote me on it. But I believe that there became a point where he refused to talk to the cops anymore, which is also weird. Like, dude, this is your girlfriend, you know? So it's just a weird case and it's super creepy to me and nobody seems to know about it. This is a woman that murdered her husband and almost fed him to her his own kids. Wait, what? So this is Catherine Knight, better known as Australia Australia's cannibal killer. Okay. okay. Uh she had a very troubled childhood starting out. Okay. But she had a lot of difficult marriages. Like the first one, she fractured the man's skull. He stayed with her, but they ended up getting divorced. Psych- or after that, she went to a psychiatric hospital. As she should. Yes. Then she got out, right? Okay. Second guy hit him with a uh, poker iron and I think stabbed him with scissors. Oh yeah. my, this lady is crazy. That was the second guy. And she was also a butcher, by the way, and she kept her knives above her bed just in case she ever needed them. Just to give you like a little imagery, a little scenery of like who this woman was, okay? Cuckoo. She sounds, yeah, insane. 
So while she was with the second husband, she was cheating on him with another man. Okay. Okay. And then they broke up. She moved in with the with the the man. guy she was cheating with. Exactly. Okay. But with her kids from a couple par- previous marriages. While living with him, she wanted him to like propose and for them to get married, but he was like, I'm not about it. So what she did is yeah, she I mean, got you have him, a history of like beating people. <laughs> she got him fired from his job that she he had for almost 20 years. Okay. And then after that, he was like, nah, get out of my house. Get out of here. And he dodged and, the bullet. Yeah. Filed a restraining order, right? You think it's done. Story over. Open a new chapter. He's going to have like a happy life. That's wrong. Because what happened is. While the, his kids were off on a sleepover, she snuck into the house with her butcher knives and everything, ended his life, flayed him. Like, like he, Filleted him? Yeah. So he, that when the cops came to the house because they saw uh, blood on the door and they got called. So they went in the house. His head was boiling in a pot on the stove. His body was sitting up at the table. And his skin was hanging from hooks in in the li- er, in the kitchen, and he was gonna. She was had, and she had cut off like a piece of his piece of his arm or his leg, and she cooked it up with vegetables and all stuff, and she was gonna feed it to his children. Wow, How, like she just sounds like a menace. Like, oh, and the first guy that she ever married. Her mom told him and warned him, she's going to murder you. Like, she's going to go crazy and she's going to attack you. How is this, like, not... A more well-known yeah, story? Yeah, like, like, that's terrifying. How, like, I don't understand how you even get to a point with somebody like that. Like, you should... I feel like somebody who's going to cook, cook, cut me up and cook me and feed me to my kids, like... As Maybe I should have known that. I'm not were, like victim blaming. No, no. But there were definitely a couple of red flags had there to be. that he was just like, ah. That's, had to be. Yeah. That's just green in another light. Yep. That's crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah. And not that many people know about it. So going back to another case that nobody knows about that is truly like mind-blowing that that people don't know about it and i guarantee you if we surveyed like 10 of our closest friends they wouldn't have ever heard about this the case of dale hossman and samuel dykeman also known as the phoenix serial killers is one of the craziest cases you will ever hear about and i guarantee you don't know about it i have no idea who those people are okay i know know like uh ted bundy and john wayne gacy but i've never heard of the phoenix killer so between May of 2005 and August of 2006, Dale and Samuel killed at least eight people completely at random. They would go out at night and just shoot people out of their car window, just randomly shoot people. Really? And yeah. And they would like shoot at dogs and like homeless people or just anybody walking the, the street. And it had the city of Phoenix completely like. Terrified. Terrified. Because you don't know, there's a million cars passing by you every day. For all you know, any single one of them could just roll down the window. Yeah, and and that's exactly what people were thinking. Like, this was this was happening for so long, right? And it was happening throughout all of greater the greater Phoenix area. It was through, it was in like, um, what are the cities? It was in Mesa, 
uh, Glendale, um, like all around Phoenix. So in the Glendale, like the rich part too, like it was, it was every dude. They didn't, they didn't care. They were shooting at anyone, anyone. It didn't matter. It was anyone. So yeah. Um, so it was believed that they were like on meth when they were doing these shootings. Right. And so one day, one of them went, they went to a bar and they were drinking and one of the guys was bragging about it to another guy in the bar. And so that guy was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Tell me more. As soon as he left, he goes to the cops and tells them, yo, I think I know who's been doing this. And so the cops ended up talking to one of them. He completely sold out on the other one, blamed it all on him. They both ended up getting life in prison for it. But there was actually another serial killer in in Phoenix at the exact same time. Yeah. So there was an actually another serial killer named Mark Gudo that was active in the exact same area at the exact same time doing like he he was kidnapping and killing people like more typical serial killer type stuff. Yeah, not just um, as random as these guys were. Exactly. So he he was uh, let me see. He had nine he was charged with nine victims, but they also believed that he had more victims. But you got to think about it from like an investigation point of view, right? They don't know that there's two Too or different. three different killers. They think all of these are related to the same. So that's why it took so long for them to eventually catch on because they didn't know which murders were tied to who, if it was the same person, and if it was just a bunch people. of people. Yeah, yeah. crazy these stuff. So different like MOs and everything. Yeah. I learned that term from Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah, so it was just it was just going it was it was a crazy like crazy summer i guarantee like year in phoenix and that happened it was not even that long ago and nobody nobody knows about this it was 2005 2005 to 2006 not bad at all not bad not bad i mean my bad sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's not that long ago it's just crazy to me some of these cases that don't get media attention like I, i wonder how does the media determine like what they're gonna push and what they're not because like to me that's a crazy story like that seems like something that maybe the world would like to hear this is the man that thought that if there were no bodies that the crimes could never be connected to him his name was john george hayes okay the uh, he is better known as the acid bath murderer from he's originally he originated in london in the 1940s so after he was on a spin of bad luck John actually ran into an old boss of his at a bar, and they had some drinks together. He invited him back to his house. He ended up bashing his head in. Oh, my gosh. And he ended up assuming his identity, and he actually received... What what do you mean by that? He murdered him and acted like Oh, like became him. Became him, assumed his identity. Wow. He actually got about $4,000. Um, Sorry. He actually received about $4,000 from doing that, which in today's money is around like $300,000. How long ago was this? In the 1940s. So about 80 years ago. Okay, okay. That's crazy. After he did that, though, he told that man's parents that he was actually a friend of his and that he was dodging the draft. and And to keep up this ruse, though, he eventually had to kill that man's parents as well and received an additional... Because he was acting like his was their son received inheritance eight thousand dollars, which is in today's money around six hundred thousand, six hundred fifty thousand dollars. And so he continued on this like 
theme of like targeting people, yeah, murdering them, getting their wealth. Like that was just his mo. It's the way he survived while having this like deliberate or this horrible like gambling habit. Yeah. After that, he eventually invites this two elderly couple. Or, or after that, he befriends this elderly couple. Okay. And he invites them individually to his workshop. He ends up killing them and dissolves their bodies in acid. I, I don't know if I mentioned that in this whole story. No, he yeah. continually is dissolving their bodies in sulfuric acid and like dumping them. Yeah. Uh, but with this couple, he gets their money, their car, and their dog. He takes their dog. Wow. And then uh, another couple, I think he gets there. He does it to another woman just to get her fur coat and her jewels. Wow. He eventually does get caught, though, by the police because they end up finding a giant pile of sludge with all the bones and stuff in his backyard when someone tips them off to him. And he was actually hung for his crimes. He was wow. found guilty. And he was actually found guilty, guilty of his crimes. Like within like a couple minutes after the jury heard it, yeah, and they convicted him almost immediately. Immediately, yeah. And when I heard that he got hung, it was really, it was really like, oh wow, I didn't know that because you know the 1940s, it feels like it's not that far away. Yeah, it seems like like electric chair probably era, but not like hung. Yeah, that feels more like the 1800s to me at least. That's crazy. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So Tam, so Tamla Horsford, she was a 40-year-old mom from Georgia. So she had gone out with one of her friends to go and celebrate her birthday, right? Her friend had invited her and was like, hey, it's going to be a group of moms. It's an all-mom thing. We're going to watch football and have a sleepover. We want you to come, right? So there's this picture. And it is honestly one of the scariest pictures that I've seen of them together. I'll show it to you. So this is Tamla with her at the sleepover that she was invited to. If you've noticed, a lot of people on Twitter and social media have noticed she's the only black lady in the room. And what happened that night is so creepy that with with the context of what I'm about to tell you, that picture becomes extremely eerie. So what's reported, what what has been released to the public is that around 2 a.m. She said that she was going to go outside smoke a cigarette and then head to bed right so what's what's weird and not really like clear about this case is that at least two of the husbands of the other women were there even though they weren't supposed to be so at around 157 p.m. or a.m. the security system picked up the back door opening once closing again and then opening again one more time and closing for the last time the next morning, Temla's body was found on the face first at the bottom of the stairs. So at around 7.30 a.m. the next morning, one of the ladies that were at the party woke up and said that she went to get some coffee, peeked out the back door, and saw something very creepy, right? When she looked again, she noticed that it was Temla laying face down at the bottom of the stairs, not moving. She apparently got really scared. She ran upstairs and told everybody what had happened, right? So this happened at 7.30 a.m. is when she found the body. They then called the cops. They didn't call the cops until 8.40 or 8.58. So almost almost an hour and a half after they discovered the body is when the cops were called. 
wine wait that long unless there's something to hide this is the you, this is the thing that everybody is wondering right why who, what takes that long to yeah. call the cops who in that group was stalling and kept on stalling to push it back more and more to try yeah. to get the to try to convince the group potentially to exactly. not even call the cops. Exactly. It was also reported that one of the husbands that called the cops kept making a point about a little cut that was on her wrist. And he kept saying, I think she did it to herself. I think she did it to herself because there's a cut on her wrist. But th- apparently the cut was so small that it's no way that this would have caused any significant damage, especially not to take the life of an adult human being. Right. Um, especially one that's in almost there, maybe slightly past their physical prime, but nearly at the apex of their physical like prime. Like I, I haven't seen the cut, but the way that it's reported is that this cut was a very like superficial type cut yeah. that could have easily happened from but, falling down the stairs. Yeah. Or like a cat, you know? Yeah. So, so after this happened, right, there was an initial vet investigation that happened and the cops were like, Oh, yep. Nothing happened. She had a, a high blood alcohol level which probably caused her to fall down the stairs. She has multiple blunt force trauma injuries to the head, which were the result of a foot, 14 foot fall from this high uh, staircase. That's it. Case, case closed, right? The family was like, no way. They ordered a second autopsy. When the second autopsy came back, it was discovered that she had lacerations on her face, her head. It looked like she had been beat. She had injuries to her ankles, her thighs, like, it looked like she was pummeled, like is what it's described as, right? She also had cuts not only to her wrist, but on her face as if somebody was like legit, like going Hiding to her. hurt her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it also came out that she had a laceration to one of the verte- vertebrae in her heart or whatever it's called. What ventricle. It? Yeah, ventricle in her heart was, was lacerated. Really? That doesn't happen from a fall down 14 feet. Yeah. So obviously after that happened, the family is like, something happened at that party that night. The security camera did not pick it up. We need to know what happened. Mm -hmm. Somebody is not telling the truth, right? Because those injuries don't happen from falling 14 feet. No matter how drunk you are, that does not happen. So this case ended up getting a little bit of media attention, not really media attention, but social media attention. Um, and two months after this all happened, one of the husband slash boyfriends that was at the party that night, he worked as an officer with the courthouse, right? He ended up losing his job because it was found out that he was accessing the personal files for that case without authorization because he was trying to see what they knew. That's insane. Which is in my, in my point of view, that's an admission of guilt. Of some sort, yeah. At least that he knows something. Looking into it, right? If there wasn't something suspicious that you knew was suspicious about the case, exactly. And so people have. uh, There's been. I mean, it it hasn't gotten nearly as much attention as it should. Mm -hmm. But there have been people who've been calling for some sort of something. The case was officially closed, and this happened in 2018. The case was closed, and nothing else has gone into it. There's been no like further. investigation into it they closed the case and they said that's final this is what happened no more resources are going into this like people want the like state bureau whatever state it was in but that state bureau of investigation to actually open that stuff up and really see what happened well they want even they they don't i don't know what they want they don't i don't know if they want a specific governing body to open a case they just want someone something they want something and it's crazy that 
That is such a wild case, right? Mm-hmm. And so it blows my mind that nobody really knows it. It feels like Kendrick Johnson, right? Yeah. Like, it feels like... It's just being like the rugs being pulled over it and yep. they're like just don't pay attention let's move on yep. and like let's not have this who needs real answers anyway yep that's exactly what it feels like and it, it's it's crazy it's yeah it's crazy yeah. i'm gonna go back to a person that actually got caught i know okay. yours was someone that didn't get caught this is one that someone that actually got caught got away with it and got proud and succeeded from his crime Okay, that sounds, that's weird wording, but right? let's you, see. See, you wouldn't think it, right? Yeah. His name is Isai Sagawa, okay? okay? He's better known as the Kobe cannibal. Isai Sagawa is the only cannibal that is known to have gotten away with his crime of eating someone and been free to this day. What? I thought you said he got caught. He did get caught. So this man, he was in France at the time. He was in Paris, and he befriended this woman named Renee Hartfelt. Okay. He was in Paris at this time, and he befriended this woman named Renee Hartfelt. Okay. One night, over time, they became friends. They became friends, and one night he, uh, one night she came over to his apartment, and he ended up shooting her and eating her corpse. Oh my gosh, bro! The Paris police arrested him. He got, uh, he got charged with her murder and eating her. But his parents were very wealthy, so they got amazing oh, lawyers for no. him, and they got him declared like clinically insane. And then they ended up sending him to this mental institution. He got interviewed by this author about these murderers that have done crazy things, right? Yeah. But because he was in this book, he ended up getting he ended up getting like a lot of fame and notoriety, and it was enough to the point that France decided to extradite him from France back to Tokyo or to back to Japan. Yeah. But when he got to Japan, he was declared legally sane. And because the charges were already through, he became a free man in Japan. Oh, man. And not only that, he wrote, but he wrote a book about this. He was in magazines. He even had a couple guest appearances in TV shows. He literally became rich and famous. And he's literally been told, he's literally told people in interviews that he sometimes still get urges to eat people and he'd like to try a Japanese woman next. He says that French women are buttery in a sense. And it's it literally and he literally admitted to it, got charged with it, got out of it, and then is able to just walk around freely. That's crazy. What is up with this world? Why why does this guy have a platform? It makes no sense, man. That's crazy, bro. How have I never? I've, uh, I guess that's the theme, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, the episode that's the whole theme, reason so. why. Yeah, it's just things you've never heard about that really blow your mind. It's like, wow, how how is this not more talked about? You know, yeah. Like, how is that not more like a warning? Like, hey, before you go to Japan, watch out for this guy. Right, he's a known cannibal, and he is walking the street. Well, I think that's all the time we have today, everybody. I would like to thank you guys for making it to this point in the video. If you made it here, you were hashtag LSD gang. For realsies, go ahead and hit the hashtag LSD gang in the comments and we'll comment back and smash the like and hit you with a heart. Also, if you're new here, smash the sub button, hit the like on the video, uh, turn on post notice. It helps us more than you guys would ever know. 
Also, comment down below anything you want us to talk about next week because we need ideas, you know. You know how that goes. If you guys have any cool topics or something you guys want to discuss in a future video or a later topic, just let us know. Drop that comment down below. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we'd love for you guys to just, like, give us your opinions and let us know what you think about the episode. Thank yep. you guys so much. Yep. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>